The sounds of the following spelling alphabet words transmit well, even in poor communication conditions. Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Alpha, Bravo, Charlie. Happy New Year, everyone. This is Jason. Welcome to the show. I am with Kevin. Kevin, how's it going up? How do you guys keep track of years up there in Canada? Well, we use the metric are... system. So years are 10 months long of 10 days. No, that's not true. Uh, we shockingly use uh, the same calendar you guys use, which was not invented by Americans. I'm, it's like uh, by the Romans, maybe? I don't know. I don't, I don't know my history. Uh, don't send me a correction on that. I don't care that much. Um, um, but yes, it's, it's, it's 2021. We made it through 2020. Now, asterisks. We're recording this on September 30th, so we don't know if we actually <laughs> did make that. it through 2020. Uh, there's a uh, fairly pivotal U.S. election uh, about to come up for us in a few weeks. You guys just had it. Hopefully, everything's going okay with that. I, God, I really hope so. Um, uh, this coronavirus thing, who knows how that thing's going. Uh, but you know what? 2020, universally, terrible goddamn year <laughs> i'm so happy it's over uh i just i don't see how 2020 can redeem itself in the three months left till our listeners are listening to this episode so there's just really nothing it could do like if if uh um you know so here's, it, a, here's a really fun thought so like kevin said we are recording this on september 30th every night that we record these i sit here and i edit the six or eight episodes or whatever we did and I put them onto our I, – I schedule them in the RSS feed to be released to you guys on specific dates. So the fun thing about that is say the world – 2020 just keeps on being itself. Technically, the worst could have happened. Kevin and I could both be dead. <laughs> but, it's, but you will still hear this. So that's a – You'll still hear it. Yeah. 2020. I, I, hope we're, I hope we're live. I hope we're still doing the show. I hope uh, all our listeners are doing well. I hope – we, we listen listeners uh if you're if you're listening to this you made it we're through this year it can only get better 2021 uh um is, is gonna be uh you know at least even if 2021 is as bad as 2020 we're going into it knowing it's going to be a bad year right we we, we went into 2020 with you know oh you know we're gonna do all this cool stuff and there's gonna be the olympics and and all this stuff is happening happen and, and and terrible things and you know at least now our expectations in 2021 are pretty <laughs> I was, low i was going to say lowered expectations are a hell of a drug man <laughs> yeah so, it'll get you through um, anything um but tonight we are covering don't you honey me or i guess any time of the day you're listening to this don't you honey me kevin and i are covering that one today it is a song off of alpha mike foxtrot from 2004 is that 2014 kevin is that when that one came out yeah, 2014. Uh, yes. Yeah. But it's not, I, I mean, I feel like we have this debate every time. Yeah, it's from Alpha Mike Foxtrot, but that's not where it originates from. It originates from a 10-inch vinyl promo from 1997 called All Over the Place, which is one of the few Wilco records that I do not currently, on September 30th of 2020, I do not currently own on vinyl. I see it go on sale on Discogs all the time. It's just like, 20 bucks more than I want to spend. But one day I will pull the trigger. It's on Kevin's wish list on Amazon, though, if anybody wants to buy it for him. You can't it. buy it on Amazon. you got to buy it in the weird vinyl, because ner- it's out of print. That's the whole problem. If it was on Amazon, I would pull the trigger. I, I, you know, I bet you some third parties sell it on Amazon, but they probably want like 200 bucks or something. Don't buy rare 
rare out of print records on Amazon because you're just gonna have to pay too much. Well, let me ask you a question about that, Kevin. Um, that's a, that's actually I, I've had this thought about you before, but I, it's never come up in conversation. Um, so I'd be amiss if I didn't bring it up right now. Remiss, not amiss. Remiss. Um, so you're a record collector. I'm a digital music guy. I subscribe to Apple Music. Um, I have CDs of albums that mean a lot to me in life, but I don't ha- I don't really collect vinyl. I have the vinyl on my wall here, but I, I was gonna those. say I'm looking at you in front of yeah. At I least have three records, maybe four. That's five. But Five. those are just some of – it's like decoration. I bought them for decoration. I'm not into the whole process of unsleeving a vinyl, putting it onto a record player, dropping the needle down. I like I – don't, I don't like the having to turn the record over. It's just it takes me out of the listening to the record. So, But to each their own. You just said that the record that you want really badly is 20 bucks over your limit. What is your limit and it how depends. do you determine that? And I have spent way too much money. I've spent an embarrassing amount of money on some rare out-of-print records. Now, I try to be careful because I don't want to buy something that I know is going to be repressed at some point. For instance, the album by Neil Young, Harvest Moon, means a lot to me because my parents played that album a lot when I was just a a little Kevin. Uh, So I always really wanted that on vinyl. But I know at some point, I knew at some point that Neil's record company, Reprise Records, would reissue that album, and they did. So... I, I almost bid on it a few times or, or, or bought it on Discogs for, you know, 100, 200 bucks. Um, but I held off. I held strong and I was repaid a few years ago on Black Friday. They, I bought it at the mall of all places. Now, it, it depends. So, um, it, it, you know, if, if uh, there was a Wilco record that I knew was not going to be, if, if the Kicking Television, the live album, that, that's a great example. If that wasn't in print anymore, and I, it's not in print, and I know they're probably not going to reissue it, at least not anytime soon, um, I would easily drop, I don't know, 100 bucks, 150 bucks on it. Um, but that's a 4LP box set. So, like, I don't feel like 150 bucks is, like, that ludicrously expensive if new it was probably already 75 dollars canadian so it, it really depends on the record the all over the place you see it on Discogs for like 50 to 60 maybe 70 bucks but then I, I live in canada and so i have to get it shit i don't know if i've ever mentioned that for listeners i live in canada and uh, <laughs> i have to uh get it shipped to canada which is like people charge canadians more money they, they try to i have a conspiracy theory that they, they charge us more money for shipping than the shipping actually is because the shipping prices are radically different. I just bought a, a Kurt Weill EP uh, and it was like $10 shipped to Canada. But the, the uh, um, occasionally like a, a, a record might be $25 shipped to Canada. So, you know, these days to be more often than that $25. And then you got to wait a couple of weeks and it's just, it's a whole process. So I don't have to answer this, but I'm going to, I'm almost going to throw it out there. What do you think you have spent on vinyl on those shelves you have on your Instagram? Those impressive shelves. Ooh, that is a great question. Honestly, um, uh, I don't want to know because uh, it would probably make me sad. What I can tell you is according to Discogs, and I don't, I don't want to be a bragger. So just listeners, please know that he is hounding me for this information. Yeah, I'm saying uh, you don't have to answer it. I'm really pulling it out of you. But on Discogs, my collection, the median price. So if you sold every record of my collection for the median price, the, the average price it sold for, my collection would be 
uh, $33,395.48. If you sold each record for the highest it's ever sold for, which wouldn't happen, uh, that is up to just over 54000 and the lowest would be uh, just over 20000 So, Oh, my um, God, dude. I was kind of joking when I asked the question. Expecting... That, no, that's not that's not how much I spent on records. No, I, I, I get what you're saying, but what I'm saying is I expected like you to say you, – you're saying that's what it's worth. That's if what somebody would have buy them from you, but yeah. I'm saying like I expect you to say when you when you started bringing up Discogs, maybe five grand. No, oh I have, my god! I don't even have. You know what? I'm sure some of our listeners uh, um, have record collections even bigger than mine. My collection right now, according to Discogs, including Seven Inches, is 879 releases, uh, uh, and I'm probably buying. I don't know, maybe uh 50 to 75 records a year uh somewhere around that so wait 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 i back beep 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 back the truck up so every time you buy a record every time you buy a buy a record you get on this site and you update i own this record yeah no kidding you are a stats guy aren't you man i didn't i am a stats guy and you know what happened to me one one time i go into hmv now hmv is a record store that used to exist in Canada. If you watch movies in Britain, like uh, you ever seen the movie Once? Um, yeah, yeah, with uh, Glenn Glenn yeah. uh, Hansard. Glenn Hansard and uh, and, and uh, um, uh, yes, Glenn Hansard and that woman who's a very talented singer, and I cannot pronounce her name off the top of my head. Yeah, unprompted. Uh, at the beginning of that movie, he's busking, and someone steals his uh, um, guitar case, which has all his money in, mm-hmm. and he chases the guy, and they run into an HMV. So, like, uh, just I always think of that because when I watched that movie when it came out, I was like, oh my God, they have HMV in, in the UK. So, I'm thinking it's a Canadian only thing. But HMV is like a, a, a very famous record chain um, that uh, existed uh, everywhere, apparently, except for America. So, just a little background context that did not matter to you. Um, but at one point, I walked into an HMV uh, and I was like, oh, they got a new, uh, they got a, a mono pressing of A Hard Day's Night by the Beatles. And I bought it, only to take it home and realize I already have A Hard Day's Night. And when that happened, I thought to myself, this can never happen again. This could be <laughs> a different record. So then I went and Sarah was uh, working late that night. So I went on and spent like, and at this point my collection is much smaller than it is now. And I put everything into Discogs. And now when I buy a record, it's part of the ritual. It's like flipping the record over is part of the ritual. When you buy it, you open it, you put it on the turntable, you drop the needle, you open up the laptop to go to Discogs, and you type in that new release. Well, I honestly can't blame you for that. That's actually kind of a cool uh, reason to say it, so I I can't make fun of you now. Um, Do you want to jump into the song? Yes, I feel like that went on uh, significantly longer than it should have, but that's my fault because I told (laughs) – put in unnecessary details like like HMV in the movie once. So, yes, let's uh, – Before we play the song, though. Uh, we're doing Don't You Honey Me. Don't You Honey Me. I've been before so we do that, I just remind everybody, go to their podcatcher, leave us a rating review. It really helps us grow, helps us get found. It helps other people who might not be aware of the show enjoy the show. Also, follow us on Instagram and all the other social media platforms. We're always ABC Wilco at whatever social media platform you're on. But we are focusing on Instagram right now, so if you could do that, that would be a big help. Let's jump into the song. I really like this song. Have a good time with it. You know, 
I also enjoyed this song. It's fun. I kind of wanted to hate on it. Because it's a little, like, silly. That's a fun song. You know what? It's got that, uh, being there Sesame Street sound I was talking about. Like, yeah. You could see Kermit the Frog sitting on the log plucking at a banjo. I'm playing this song. Now, I, I'm thank you for bringing up banjo because the the lighter notes for Alpha Mike Fox Ride um, do have a um, personnel list of who played what. So, Jeff played guitar and vocals. Jay played guitar, keyboards, and vocals. John played bass and sang. And Ken Coomer played the drums. Now, there's no drummer, or sorry, there's no bassist listed. There's no take three. There is no banjoist listed. Banjo player. There's definitely a banjo. Even though there's absolutely some banjo in here. Um, so I would have to assume that Max Johnson, who would have been, the song was recorded in 96. So Max Johnson would have been a member of the band at this point. But it's almost certainly Max Johnson playing banjo and you know what it's one of his more notable banjo appearances uh not his most notable but one of his more notable banjo appearances on a world that's such a fun lyric right there don't you sit next to me k-i-s-s-i-n-g <laughs> yeah it's a little um schoolyard right a little uh childish with the song intentionally so I think it's like supposed to be like the, from the perspective of little uh, little kids and you know getting crushed for the first time and stuff. Like you know how little boys don't like. I don't know how they do it up in Canada, but here in America it's it's a shy thing. Little boys are always like, no, I don't like girls. Uh, yeah, that's also how it is here. I seem to recall when I was a child, many years ago. What I'm saying is Probably all small children are gay until. <laughs> Some organ there, courtesy of Jay Bennett. Hey, I'm sorry if you said this before, but what year did you say this came out in? Uh, so this was released in 97 on All Over the Place, but it's recorded the year prior in 96. So this would have been a Being There era yeah. uh, track. That makes sense. I don't know if it was Jeff in the liner notes said, oh, we recorded this in Chicago. I don't know if this was um, um, the being their sessions or maybe they were just doing some recording outside of uh, uh, the album sessions oh I like that bit. is that a baritone guitar or is that just high up on the bass right there. yeah I'm curious about that too and uh, nobody's credited with playing baritone but we already determined that the credits are uh, suspect lacking suspect in the song yeah lovely um, little song from wilco one song uh i like your interpretation that it's uh i didn't think too hard about the lyrics on this but uh yeah definitely with uh don't sit next to me in a tree k-i-s-s-i-n-g uh who's that bouncing i, on I your think knee? that who's that bouncing on your knee uh could it be my baby bumblebee yeah this lyrics are i think intentionally childish uh and, and so if, if it is from the perspective of a child i think that then lines up um the interesting thing with this song is it's live history. So it was played, I don't know, I, I looked up this, looked at it this morning, I didn't count, but I would say at least 20 times in 1995, and then dropped. Uh, Jeff has done it a few times solo, uh, and he did it once, J Jeff and Jay did like a, a, a duo show in, in 97, and he did it, they did it together, and then uh, Jeff did it in 97 by himself. And he played in 2015 at one of his Vic charity shows. Uh, but outside of that, it's never been um, 
uh, revived by the band. So um, uh, definitely a song I would love to see come back. Uh, but on the other hand, you know, uh, we get so uh, few of these country, early country songs these days um, in the set list that, you know, if if we get Don't You Honey Me, we're not getting I Must Be High. And I, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah, I'd rather it's... get I Must Be High over Don't You Honey Me. Um, we get a lot of rockers live and then the new stuff, the new slower stuff. If, yeah. If, if you're going to get like low key things, it's going to be newer stuff. Yeah. From the um, but I think the, the reason that this wasn't played is in the liner notes for all from Mike Foxtrot. Uh, Jeff says, uh, I remember it not making any record until it ended up on the 10 inch, mostly because everyone in the band had voiced some serious disdain for the track. It was always one of my favorites and a really sweet song. I felt a lot of emotion in it, but I couldn't make any other people play it in good conscience if they weren't behind it. That wasn't fun for me. So um, obviously, uh, besides John uh, and uh, Jeff, the band is totally different now. So I wonder if, um, you know, maybe uh, Pat and uh, Michael and Nels and Glenn would uh, be a little bit more open to the song than uh, Jay and uh, John and Ken and Max were back in the day. Yeah, absolutely. Um I don't know why. I, I wonder if it was just like a spacing thing of like they didn't have room. They, they didn't feel this one completely fit because I really wish this was actually on the the record for being there. I, I did. It, do you know if it was recorded or just recorded around the time of being it there? It was recorded around the time. I don't, I, I don't know if it was the same recording sessions. This was an era where the music industry, 1996, was at its height. Uh, and uh, I know bands would would uh, go into the studio specifically to record B-sides and, and stuff for CD singles and, and that sort of thing. So it's possible it could have been recorded uh, outside of the Being There sessions. But uh, if I was a betting man, I would place on it being uh, from the Being There sessions. Hmm. Well, do you have any more thoughts on this song? Uh, no, I just have one note, um, description note, uh, for any of our, uh, of course our listeners are very, uh, um, uh, in tuned and then always love to predict what's next. Uh, originally we were going to do the song Doubt next from the Wilco book. Uh, but on listening to that, it's, uh, it's mostly, uh, noise. So we're going to combine that with, uh, the high heat, which will come way later when we're in the T sections because those two tracks kind of bleed into each other. Just right. listeners, doubt if you're if all those hardcore doubt fans, uh, that is not coming next. You're gonna have to wait uh, a little while for that. But we will do uh, "Dreamer in My Dreams" next, uh, yeah. an undeniably better song. <laughs> well, for all you hardcore doubt fans out there, you know the best way for you to find out when that episode's going to air is by following us on social media by going to abcwilco.com, going to all those links, and just making sure you're there because we drop the news that way. Uh, you can also subscribe to the show for on any of the podcatchers. While you're there, please leave us a rating and review of five stars. That'd be great. It helps us get found. It's the best way to support the show without buying t-shirts and stuff like that. But by all means, if you want to buy t-shirts, feel free to do that as well. Um, if you want to find Kevin on Instagram, please go to at Kevin Vinyl. If you want to find me on Instagram, please go to at Hess's Best. And go to Hess'sBest.com to bl- buy, buy, buy some of my art. You can use promo code ABCWILCO. Get yourself 20% off of your entire order. Uh, Until next time, just remember, every little thing is going to tear you apart.